Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip. Tiernan. Ooh, what a two. Go birds. Go birds. After what was an abysmal first half, I oh, don't even know what the hell is happening. Uh, the Eagles pulled one off. I mean, I don't know what happens in the mind of Brian Johnson, one must wonder, because there was nothing going on in the first half. And then, you know, let's, let's just do the thing that everyone wants us to do in the second. Is it like a Rocky go south, Paul, to start the fight kind of thing? Is, it, is that what it is? I have no answer. I We were talking during the game, and you know I was utterly confused. Mm-hmm. I was – in the first half, I was very angry and frustrated. And then in the second half came, they started, you know, playing well, and I was just, again – Utterly confused. Where yeah. was that performance in the first half? Like Jalen Hurts' numbers in the first half were a bit bad. <laughs> I think he had like 60. No, not even like. I think he had 34 yards. Yeah, like, I was going to say like 25 to 30 yards, maybe 34. Uh, yeah, he ended up with 200 yards passing. Five total touchdowns, all in the second half. Actually, wait. One in overtime. Yeah, because the first one was uh, – who scored the first touchdown? I can't remember. Maybe it was four. Maybe it was four total in the second half in overtime. But anyway, he had five total touchdowns in the game. But, yeah, it was just – again, it was the same story as the Kansas City game. Nothing in the first half. Well, actually, first drive, great. They went down, scored a touchdown, great. But then after that, it was just n- punt, you know, turnover, punt, punt, turnover. Like, I, you know, the 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 first the, the interception, eh, you know, it, it, it's tipped and it goes right to the ball. defender. I mean, yeah, it's there's nothing you can do. And now of the, course, the, it goes fumble. right to the defender. The, now, fumble the fumbles was, that was absurd. The fumble, you know, people are going to say it's Kenny Gainwell's fault. I, it's it's not. It, it's really not, in my opinion. I think it's it's on, honestly, it's on Brian Johnson. Because there was, you know, I think around two minutes left in the in the first half. And they're running the ball. I think it was under two minutes left, actually. Now, you know me. I love to run the ball. I love it. But in that spot, you have to know where you are on the field and you have to know what, like, the clock management. Why are you running the ball there? I don't get it. We'll get into the rest of the X's and O's, but there were a lot of question marks just like that throughout this entire game. Yeah. And, you know, we'll get to our favorite play. And we'll also get, you know, I'm not going to be oblivious to it. The refs have been pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, they but, have. They have. And, and we'll talk about that as well. But they have been bad. They, like, we're, we're talking, like, more than usual. <laughs> this, is, this is kind yeah. of Yeah, and it's crazy. weird because they've missed calls for us, and I'm not used to that. Yeah, something's going on there. It's weird. But so let's move forward. Sixers. Yo. Joel Embiid is playing at an MVP level still. 
Tyrese Maxey is playing well. There's a chance Kelly Oubre comes back for this Friday's game against the Celtics. That's yet to be determined, but it's looking like he's on track, too. So we'll talk about how the team's been playing and what to expect. And then Flyers, you know, they're they're there. Yeah, they play. They're not playing absolutely terribly. No, they're not. They're not. They're, they're, they're playing complementary hockey, and they're in almost every game. Their offense has been a lot more electric this year, and yes, I think guys have stepped up from the games that I've now had the opportunity to watch a little bit. I had a few days off for Thanksgiving. Thank you. Uh, a few days. I actually just stopped doing work for a while because I was just so exhausted. Smart homework. Homework that is. Yeah. Um, it's, it, I'm regretting it now, but it, it really seems that Torch is doing a good job with the guys, and it, it seems like they're playing with a lot more intensity. I feel like when you have good headspace when you're out there and the team is playing cohesively and, as you said, complimentary, that only comes from one source. That's the coach. So we know that we do the torch was the right guy. He's the guy that will call out the BS, and he's the guy that can get the team united. So um, I'm with it, and it's a long season, so let's see how it pans out. No doubt. But on that note, I got nothing left. What you say, Chip A? Let's cue the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience. Get in the huddle and talk some birds, baby. Go birds. Go birds. All right. Before we get into anything, Chris, I have a confession to make. If the game against the 49ers goes goes the same way as it did against the Bills and the Chiefs, don't get me wrong. The end result would have me happy, but I don't think I would be alive anymore due to the heart palpitations. Yeah, no, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be here next week if that's if that's the case. Now, if it is the case, we'll be dead. But also, the Eagles are confirmed a second half team. We'll have a uh, a Twitter poll that you guys can argue on posthumously, so we can still troll you in the in the afterlife. Yeah. So don't worry about that. Yeah, this, this week's poll got a lot of action. <laughs> yeah, it did. That got a lot. I mean, you know, still kind of relevant. <laughs> It is very realm. I was shocked to see how many people were out. And then I was shocked to see how far the people who were on Brian Johnson's side were willing to go to stand up for him. And it was kind of like, look, all we did was ask, are you in or out? And people were like, you guys got to give him a year. It's like, okay, but did you see us say we want him out? Or that's true. Well, we're just asking the questions. Um, yeah. well, people are questions. saying, you know, and I, I want to be in on them. I do. And they're winning. Them, but at, at this point in time, it's kind of like I'm questioning it, man. Adam Schefter put out a tweet today that said he's a leading candidate for a lot of head coaching jobs. Good. What? Where? Uh, 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 Carolina just fired Frank Reich. 
a first year head coach, a first year well, offensive coordinator. I mean, excuse me. I think I think Carolina could be interested. Their owner is the worst. Right. My Why would anyone want to work there? I, That's you know, not- honest to God, I would rather sit Brian Johnson down and say, listen, if you go there, all the power to you, but you're probably going to have a bad time. I don't think anyone's going to be interested in the Sean Desai. And I don't, I don't not saying that because I don't like him. I'm saying that because the Eagles defense is definitely taking a step back. Mm-hmm. And listen, they're still, they're still a solid defense, but they're nowhere close to last year's. Yeah. Well, especially I mean, in the past game. I, I think that's another criticism that I saw in the comments is that we're not giving Sean Desai the same. That's true. Yes, it is true. And you know, Jonathan Gannon was here for two years and I don't really remember now maybe I'm wrong I don't really remember him us I don't remember us getting on him in the first year we did we, we well, did but we said give him a year and then yeah, the second and, year is when we right. really started piling and and it's weird because the Eagles that the first year were nine and eight or nine at whatever it was nine and seven but they made the playoffs but they were you know they weren't what they are now and then last year, when the Eagles start playing well, then they get on Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, I, I think the Is reason it us? why no, it's the reason why it, people are probably more critical of Brian Johnson is just because we've seen what how explosive this offense can be with the weapons that they have. Yeah, and it's not like so many pieces were missing from last year that it's absolutely impossible to replicate a similar offense. They're just not as explosive. And I mean, when looking at the games last year, the Eagles would start off hot and fizzle out this year. It's vice versa. Is it more gut wrenching vice versa? Yes, because you're down, but they're not giving up. Uh, They're fighting until the end. Right. And I think that's the difference. Would I like to see them at least keep it closer by half? I'm absolutely fine with that. But I think that adjustments at halftime are very important. However, when your MVP candidate quarterback only has 30 yards in the first half, right? what's the problem? Now, again, I hate to compare different guys, but with Shane Steichen, I don't remember. Now, I'm sure we got on him. I just don't remember there being a stretch of possessions or games even where he doesn't adjust. We're seeing that we, especially in these, these last two games, we're seeing the same plays run and not working. I don't really remember that with Shane Steichen. Now, again, maybe I'm being just ignorant and I don't remember and I'm, I'm misremembering. But there's, it's been a few weeks at least now where casual fans like you and I are, are witnessing the same plays being called and the same plays not working over and over again. So piggybacking off of what you're saying, there were points 
Okay, third and 14, wide receiver screen to Julio Jones. In your own territory. What the hell are you doing? Exactly. No one should ever call that. You you should be trying to just move the ball up a little further if you're just going to give it away to give your punter a little bit more space, honestly. Yeah. Or you should be trying to get the first down, which is what any logical person would do. Uh No, we lose yardage on a screen pass to Julio Jones. Yeah. Then the the design QB draws. Do I hate them? It's a love-hate affair where sometimes it's okay. But the times that they were being called, they they were clearly expected. There was a spy there, and they were ready for it. It's all about the timing of it. Yeah. Because, again, in the first half, I think he was calling them too much. But you see when the Eagles start running the ball, it opens up the pass game. And then when the pass game's opened up, then you can call those type of plays. Well, You can't just call those plays off the bat. When teams are expecting it. When you see Jalen Hurts go through the run option, yeah, look at the pass option, sees the safety go back, this is the last touchdown. That's exactly what he did. He saw the safety yeah. go back and darted. But he can do that. We shouldn't be designing that. We should let him use his talents the way he sees fit in that case. And the, the running should be on his basis, you know? And that's why go for it. And that's why the RPO is so effective mm-hmm. because it it puts it in the hands of the quarterback. And as a defender, you know, if there's just a if there's just a called quarterback draw, it's different than if he's faking the handoff, looking for a pass, and then running. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what the run pass pass option is. It gives the quarterback the option to do what he to do what he sees and whatever the, whatever the defense presents, he, he does that. He does accordingly. That's why it's so effective. It also lets the play break down naturally and it gives Jalen hurts more time. There's going to be way more holes. If you have AJ Brown and Devontae Smith down the field, I'm sorry. It's just the way that it is. And you have an extra blocker on top of it. If you let the running back go through like the thing with the fumble that bothered me, you go to hand it to Kenny you take it back from Kenny. Kenny comes up to become a blocker. Then you give it back to Kenny. Yeah. He's that not was, expecting that. And that and that was an RPO because and you're right. Kenny was not expecting it because he faked the handoff the first time. But then yeah. he went back to him and he shouldn't have done that. Now, and that's why in my opinion, it is on Johnson a little bit, but it's it's on Jalen Hurts. That, that, I I see I disagree with you there. I think that was just a Jalen Hurts mental mistake. Yeah, even I, if, I, even I if the play were to just falter and fall apart, throw it away. You got nothing. You, you can't know? on an, in an RPO. You can't fake the ball to the running back and then give it back to him because as a running back, you're not expecting it. That's not what, that's not what you practice in practice. It's just you're you're you know what the play is and the play uh, I mentioned earlier. The play has progressed past your option. You're done, and right. then we're gonna go right back to you. Right. So that that play was on Jalen Hurts for sure. And once he took the ball back, then it was all on him. And he was like, oh, let me give it back. And Kenny, and at that point, Gamewell's not expecting it. So he, he, I guess he saw something he liked for a split second, took it, was like, nope, not going to work. And they were already coming in because they were expecting a run and he had nowhere to go and he, and he gave it to him. So yeah, it was just, uh, that was a bad play for sure. But again, 
I, I like when they call the RPO because again, you know, usually Jalen is is on point with that. You know, if he if he if he likes the way the defense looks and he and he likes it for a run, he'll give it to the running back. If not, he'll t- he'll take it and he'll pass it. If not, his last option is to get outside the pocket and run with his legs. And I think that's perfect for him because that and that's what made them so successful last year. And you know, really, you know, they they were destroying some teams last year. So we just really haven't seen that this year from this team. Um, and that's, you know, that's been the biggest difference. Now, again, they're 10 and one and they're, and they're beating great teams. So it's, it's, it's hard for, it's hard to complain, but it's also like everyone's watching the game and everyone's saying the same thing. So, so you know. the chiefs are no easy task. Um, the bills, Look, the way that Josh Allen played this game, yeah, he was nuts. He was out he, of this world. He deserved to win that game. Now, the reason they lost, in in my opinion, is you. Here's the problem with Josh Allen. He's always due for an untimely turnover. Yes, and it's only one. He's not one to make. I mean, he's done it before, but I, I when he is on point he tends to make riskier passes. Now, I don't even think this one was necessarily a super risky pass. I think that it was just James Bradbury being aware of what was happening, watching Josh Allen stare, stare down his receiver and he caught it. Mm-hmm. That was just what I saw. That wasn't like a, him trying to play hero ball. He, it wasn't even a long pass. No, it was just, it was his own coverage. He, he got off his guy. He let blank chip take, take him on the back end. And again, like you said, he was watching Josh Allen's eyes. He saw he was going to digs and he stepped in front and got the pick. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's a, that's like a typical Josh Allen mistake, um, but it's a mistake nonetheless. And, yeah. you know, that's a big part of why the bills are at where they're at. Um, but that was a big turning point in the games, uh, you know, for sure. Um, Cause that was after, you know, the, the Eagles got it with t- to within three and, they were driving down the field and they were probably going to score again. So that was obviously huge. And I think they went on to, I think the Eagles went on to take the lead and then, you know, back and forth and all that. Um, But yeah, it's just, and I like the fact at the end of the game, when this is, I mean, this is typical Jalen hurts, but he was getting interviewed and he's, and he was just, he was stone faced. He, he looked mad. And the interviewer's like, oh, you know, you just won. He just a phenomenal comeback win. You know, what's the, you know what's the deal? And he's like, that's that ain't it. That's not it. That's not us. And he said, I got to be better in the first first half. We got to be better as a team in the first half. He knows. The team knows. And obviously, you know, you know, we're all excited for the win. And you know, they played lights out in the second half. But he's right. They have to be better in the first half. And if you want to make a deep run. You have to play 60 minutes at your at your best. And, it, you know, whether it's the play calling or, you know, maybe it's the weather a little bit because they've been, they've been playing some crappy weather these, these last two games. And, you know, it's not going to be any different this week coming up because I think rain's supposed to be in the area as well. So maybe it's that and they just need time to adjust. You know, I, I don't know what it is. And I'm not I'm not going to blame one guy here and. You know, because we all want to blame Brian Johnson, but, um, it, you know, they, they have to get this addressed for sure. They they do. Look, 
they need to have an address for this weekend. Yeah. This is a this one's the big one. Yeah. Lane Johnson's now, back, by the way. Yes. Now here goes what I'm going to say just before anything happens at all. If the Eagles are to lose this weekend, and mm-hmm. let's say it's by a touchdown or a field goal. All right. I can live. I'll be pissed off. Yeah. I'll be flipping out still. I'm not going to definitely still going to show emotion, but I'm not going to be a miserable wreck. Now, if they lose, 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 lose. All hands on deck. Yeah, they'll they'll be cause for concern for sure. Um, but but now I'm not saying they're going to. I'm just trying to mentally no. prepare myself because I'm a negative person. Oh boy. Yeah, we both are. But uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I it's thought over. they were going to lose. I thought they were going to lose the Chiefs. It's over. It's over. Um, yeah, I, I I'm not I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh yeah, I I, I thought they were going to be the Chiefs. I going into the game, I'm like they're probably going to lose this game. And I said that to you before the game started. So, you know, the fact that they were able to to win that game. And again, it's it's it, that's why it's so confusing and it's such a weird just time. They play like that in the first half. They were getting booed off the field in the first half. And they come back and win. They were down 17 to 7 in both games at half. And in the first game, defense played phenomenal second half. This past game, the offense just came alive. And if I'm Brian Johnson, and if I'm the, just the offensive coaching staff in general, I'm going, okay, how can we take this second half and do it for the whole game? That's what you need to do. And again, I'm not saying that you should completely take out the wide receiver screens. You could, you should completely take out the quarterback draws. There's a time and a place. Exactly. That's the thing. And, and exactly. it's, it's the situational calling that I'm upset with, yes. not the calls themselves, 100%. where they are being called. If you were to call, let's say a QB draw on second and seven, I, I might be able to live with that. What's going to happen? You still have your third down and you're not super long. You might get a couple yards. You got options. But if you're calling one on third and 14, which we've seen before, that's the problem. Those type of screens and quarterback draws are, in my opinion, only useful when the offense is set up already. And what I mean by that is if the run game is going and they've completed a few passes down the field here and there, you can call those plays to switch things up from time to time. Like, for example, the last play of the game, they call a quarterback draw. It was the perfect time for a quarterback draw in that scenario. One, because they were driving down the field, running the ball, and getting quick passes. Two, it was the one of the last things that the Bills defense was expecting. Like you said, the safeties went back. They were expecting a pass, and rightfully so. But Jalen Hurts was like, they called the play, and, and maybe it was a pass, but Jalen Hurts just, just decided to run. 
And if he, if that was the case, then like you said, he saw the safeties go back. He's like, you know what? I have, I have room. Let's do it. But the way that Jason Kelsey kind of peeled out and blocked the way he did, I think it was, I think it was called that way. But again, that is the perfect spot for that because they're not expecting it because of the way you drove down the field and how you got to that point right there. They're expecting, Oh, another pass is coming. No, it's quarterback run. There's nobody there. He walks in for the touchdown. That's the perfect spot for it. And that's when it should be called. Not on, not, you know, not on drives. Like you said, third and long second and long. And some of the drives, the same plays are being called. There's been, there's been drives where there's three screen plays called. There's been drives where there's a screen play and then two quarterback draws. That's not where you call those plays. Yeah. I, I think it, this is the previous game against the chiefs. It was screen pass, yeah. screen pass, screen yep. pass, screen pass, screen pass, screen pass. It doesn't make any sense. And don't get me wrong for whatever reason that was effective for like, I don't know, four straight passes. And then it just died, but it's the mixing it up. It's yep. the, and it really is just the situation that the play is called that frustrates me mm-hmm. and chip can verify when we're, when we're on the phone or we're in person watching games, you can visibly see me frustrated. And usually I ask him like, I'm not crazy to think that that was just an absolutely ridiculous play call. Right. Yeah. And then you look on social media and people are saying the same thing there. So it's not just us. And, and like it also chip can also verify this. I'm, I am less intelligent when it comes to the X's and O's than he is. And if I'm saying it, Someone who's not as bright with that kind of stuff. That's bad. Like, yeah. g- guys who casually watch football like you and I and people on social media are seeing this and they're calling it out. And the fact that there hasn't been adjustments made, it's a little concerning. Mm-hmm. It would be more concerning if they were losing, but they're not. So it, that's why it's weird. I, again, I... And then then Adam Schefter comes out and says that Brian Johnson's a leading candidate for head coaching positions in the offseason. It's like I don't I don't see it. I mean, if 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 organizations aren't watching the Eagles like we are every single play, I guess it makes sense because we're ten and one, and that's probably what they're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, but it's the same reason why we said Jonathan Gannon would be a terrible head coach. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't I, been great so far. Now, the Cardinals stink, to be fair, but. Yeah, and then, then uh, other news around the NFL, like Frank Wright getting fired is absurd. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like obviously they're underperforming and Bryce Young has not played to what people thought he was. But I think you're, you, you know, you bring Frank Reich in to kind of develop him. And, you know, he's shown flashes from time to time, but. He doesn't have anyone. Adam Thielen is a yeah. wide receiver, too. At and best. they're using him at, at best, and he's a wide receiver one in their system. You know, the worst thing that they did was trade DJ Moore. Why are you trading DJ Moore? Yeah, that was. Yeah, I mean the Panthers are in a bad spot. You know they, they're not. They're I think they have the worst record in the league, and they don't have their first round pick. So. They're the Bears have one and four right now. It yeah. might actually it might have actually gotten worse. They theoretically they could have one and two. Depending on how the rest of the season plays out, they might. Yeah. Has that ever happened before? Uh, that's a good question. 
I know the Texans traded up. I, did they have one and four or one and three? They had two and three this past year. Two and three. I'm gonna Google it. Has any oh, one and two that team had a one and two in the NFL draft? That wasn't on the conversation sheet for today. That was just, you know, came up. The 1992 Colts are the only team among the four major American professional sports leagues to ever have the first two picks in the same draft. Okay. And they drafted. Oh, that just I don't, doesn't say anything, but here, let me try. Uh, 1992 NFL draft. You could look that up. That's, yeah, there you go. 1992 NFL draft. The Niffle draft. They took. Uh, defensive end Steve Emptman from Washington and linebacker Quentin Coriat from Texas A&M. So, you know, not the best first two picks. Now, to be fair, I don't think this draft was that good. Yeah, some good look, players. Uh, I think this year's draft is going to be crazy quarterback-centric. Yeah, I, think, draft, it's be I think I think this draft in general is going to be really good. Yeah, I, I am very much looking forward to this draft, but I am looking forward to finishing off this season as well. Yeah. So uh, let's finish up Eagles conversation with. OK, so. Personally, I think that this weekend's game is probably the most important of the games coming up. Um, yeah. If they get this win. They don't need to necessarily keep the foot on the gas. Um, and by that, I mean, if they're up big in the fourth, mm, don't even risk it. But I'm not a proponent of benching guys for full games either. I think these next two games are are the biggest. And, uh, you know, I, I think even if you win this game, I think the Dallas game is still really big. Yeah. I think they've been playing they've been playing good football. Let's be real. And, it's the commanders. Relax. Well, that's, I mean, that's true. Uh, you know, they have, I mean, they, listen, they haven't beat a plus 500 team, but they are absolutely destroying the bad teams. Uh huh. Um, you know, so I mean, they're playing good football. Is, they're, they're playing good football against really bad teams, and they're playing horrific football against really good teams. When the 49ers played Dallas, they beat them by 32. Yeah. 32. It's true. They did. So that's why I don't I, want people to fall into that. Oh, Dallas is the one we got to worry about. No, no, no. It is the 49ers. It is the 49ers. It is. It is 49. They're, you know, they're, I'm, they're, they're better than the Cowboys and by a lot. Yeah. It's and, not a little. They're 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 the big, definitely the biggest threat to potentially overtake us for the number one seed. Mm-hmm. So yes, this game is huge, probably the biggest of the year. Um, but I will say that the Cowboys game is also big. But yeah, this one for sure. Uh, it's in Philly, which is great. So should be a good one, man. You know, like we said, the 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 weather I think is going to be rainy again. So that's pretty unfortunate. But hey. Uh, worked out so the, these last two games. So, look, we're gonna 
we're going to see how this goes and we'll come back with a either an angry and sad report or we'll be stoked out of our minds yep also get yourselves ready to place your boston scott anytime touchdown score bets because the giants games are coming up yes and that is uh the one bet i have approved from chip without him telling me that i have a problem yeah so that's just wanted to let you guys know he still does have a problem but i approve that one i've lost 21 straight bets my point exactly. I'm I'm on a cold streak. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie. So you shouldn't take any gambling advice from me, at least not yet. I'm I'm hoping that the heater comes soon. But I don't gamble, so don't ask me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Nobody cares. What? Huh? Huh? Sixers. Sixers. Actually, I guess I do gamble because I play fantasy football. I guess that counts, right? Uh, no. I would count. You don't get paid for. Nobody gets paid for fantasy football. If, especially not if you win. Okay. <laughs> Sixers! Sixers. <laughs> All right. Well, look, the the Sixers have actually been playing really good ball. Uh, they just blew out the Lakers. They just took an absolute dump on the Lakers. It was, it was 40 points. Yeah. Yeah. So... And everyone played, I think, for the Lakers. I don't think anyone was hurt. No, Anthony Davis played, LeBron played. The whole whole team was there. Damn. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell was playing too, I think. Here, let me pull it up and check. I I, I can barely matter if he plays, honestly. He did play. He's one of their starters. Austin Reeves plays a lot too. And uh, Pat Bev. Pat 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 Bev was getting into it with him. I love it, dude. I love Pat Bev. (laughs) You know, Pat Bev is like he's a player who's decent that gets way like way more love than you would think just because of how real he is. And I yeah. love it. He's a real dude, man. He, just a he real keeps dude. it real. He lets you know how it is, and he doesn't take any crap from anybody. And I love it. Uh, he said the reason he gave Austin Reeves the business was something along the lines of uh, he did the two small celebration one time to him. Right. So he didn't he didn't forget about that. <laughs> they lost by forty and he's doing the he's doing the too small. Too small. Like what do you what do you doing? Oh man. That's wild. Stupid. No, but I am I am I'll, t- I'll take though. the dub over being called too small any day, so oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh Kelly Oubre may be back this Friday night. Uh he had a broken rib after being hit by a motor vehicle. Whoever you are that did it, come forward. So that you could be um, publicly put on trial and, you know, definitely not run out of town and exiled from the country mm-hmm. uh, via raft. Mm. Yeah. Surrounded by sharks. No, just via raft, you know, put put uh, tie the raft to a tugboat and go let the tugboat go out as far as it can and cut the rope. And then surrounded by sharks. I, I mean, I assume you're surrounded by sharks if you're that far out. You should put meat. You should put meat on the bottom of the tugboat, so you ensure sharks are around them. Bottom of the raft, make the sharks follow it. Ooh. And then make it stationary. Yes. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. I mean, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, let's stop talking about that. Um, anywho. Yeah, we have a problem. Yeah, we do. But now, if Kelly Bray comes back, that'd be great. Glad he's healing up well and you know doing well enough to get back out there. He might not be in, but I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I think 
think he'll play. Yeah, I think, you know, Marcus Morris played well in the Lakers game. Um, Nico Batum has played well since he's been here. So, yeah, I, I just like – I like their bench. And if they – you know, it like in the Lakers game, if the bench can get going and they can score, Sixers are tough to stop, man, because usually the starters get their get theirs. Um, but if, if their bench can come out and play well and, and, you know, play good minutes, then, you know, they're they're right up there with, with anybody, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I I think the one thing I saw after Ray went out was that they had a, a little bit of an adjustment phase yes. for him just not being there, and they struggled yes. a little bit, but then they kind of got right back into the swing. So hoping they can get back to just full strength and what they were doing earlier on the season. I think that if Ubre plays against the Celtics, I'm, I'm like I'm hoping that everything just clicks right off the bat. I, I really would like to see the Sixers take them down. Um, that would really help solidify their uh, role in the East. And this is already the third time playing the Celtics, by the way. Yeah, they they play all the, the all the Celtics games are early this year. There's no later in the season. I think it's dumb personally because look, as much as I hate the Celtics as much as the next Philly fan, but if we're a game out with three games left or two games left and we have a Celtics game and we're pretty close for the one seed. I'm going to watch that game. And it's going to be a big game electric. Now, here's one thing I don't understand. When I saw the preview for the game, it says in the season tournament. Now I thought, first of all, I thought the Sixers were out. And second of all, they're not even in the same group. So maybe this is like, if they win their, in maybe i thought like they were back eliminated. in that's what i thought but when i saw the preview for the game it said sixers versus celtics in get in season tournament so maybe the winner of that game gets in somehow i have no idea dude you know what i don't get i don't care yeah i mean again i you know i've been saying this for the last couple of weeks. i just don't see the i guess i don't know the right word like appeal of winning the in-season tournament, like you just get a you just get a trophy, and apparently, I guess you get a little bit a little bit of money. But for these guys, they're making millions of dollars, so it doesn't really matter. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't see how. Like, I guess it's entertaining for the fans, but like, I still see these games just as regular season games. So I don't know. Maybe some people like it. But I don't know. But I don't run the show. I just watch stuff and then talk about it on my podcast and that's it yeah that's that's where we're at and then we put polls up and then people argue in the comment section which i'm down for for real that's legitimately (laughs) keep it civil keep it civil guys you can argue just don't like Result to calling names and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You can disagree with somebody, but like, don't call them an idiot. You know what I mean? But we love the uh, we love the feedback, man. Especially this past one, like we said, it was uh, it was interesting to see how, you know, what the overall census was for Brian Johnson. Yeah, it, it's definitely been strange to say the least. I there was a lot of mixed reactions in there and a lot of middle of the road. I will say that. 
there were people getting on us for saying give the guy a year. Like, it, I get it. I understand, but first off, let, let me be frank with you. The question was intended to stir the pot a little exactly. bit, unless you you don't have any brains, because we we are trying to get views, but it is also a legitimate question because we've all been both. Chris and myself have been extremely pissed off watching Brian Johnson call some of the most ridiculous play calls you've ever seen on horrible downs. So chill. Yeah. Maybe I'm just being a little butthurt, but chill. Probably. Hey, I wasn't nice. I'm not nice either. Shut up, Chris. We're both being. I mean, also suck at fantasy football. Well, I mean, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's really all I got. There's nothing to talk with the Sixers. Embiid's playing great. Maxie's playing great. Uh, I, I, you already took my point with Marcus Morris. He played really well. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that he can play like that more often. And that's just another death piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm still kind of shocked that Mo Bamba's not playing as much. But yeah, I think I think Paul Reed has kind of taken over the backup big role. Uh, I, you know, I still think they could play together. I, I, because you know Mo, Mo Bamba can shoot, so it's a little surprising. Uh, but they're winning, so. And you know, if it works, it works. Yeah. But. I think the team has what it's needed all along, and that's depth. No, no drama. Yeah, no bearded players ruining your entire locker room. Like yeah. it's totally not what's happening in Los Angeles. Or no, no former number one overall picks that never learned how to shoot. That happened twice, by the way. Uh, well, the the one just had the yips. Yeah, he did. He did know how to shoot, and then. And then, yeah. And then he had something wrong with his arm. And the other one just didn't shoot because he didn't want to. Right. And then. Well, that's the thing. And then he passed up a wide open layup and then missed every free throw and then uh, lost the series. So, you know. And then blamed us for it and then pointed out and. Then his agent started dating Adele. Yeah, that too. That too. That did happen. Um, then we traded him for another guy, and then you know he wanted to be here for like a year and a half, and then he wanted out because honestly, I don't know why. I mean, he signed an extension to be here, and then was like, "Hey, I'm not going to play for you." And they were like, "All right," and then we traded him, and here we are. So yeah, sounds about right. Nice to not have a diva on the team. I think Nick Batum, excuse me, Nico Batum. Yeah. Is a very quiet guy. He is. Uh, just, I don't know why, but the team just seems to click. Maybe Daryl Morey, maybe we were just angry. Yeah, we, I mean, we got we got veteran players who are Solid, all solid players too. Solid and flexible, like they're guys who 
have had multiple roles in the league for a long time. I mean, shoot, Marcus Morris has been in the league since 2012. I mean, we know what we know Robert Covington came from. He was with us to start his career. And then Nick Batum has, you know, been a been a solid, solid player for his for a lot of his career. And uh they just they know how to play the game and they know how to be successful and they've been in every situation. So they're flexible and, and they're solid players. So that's what we got. Yep. And that's nice to have. And on that note, I got nothing left. I got nothing left to add. Yeah. I'm going to go do homework until 3 a.m. Uh-huh. We've reached our destination for the day. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL Bandwagon. You can follow us on Spotify there. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are available. We're most likely there. If not, shoot us an email at phlthebandwagon at gmail.com or DM us on X. Our DMs are open. You can follow us there at phlthebandwagon. If you want to follow me on X, it's at PHL Ryan Michaels. You want to follow Chip at PHL Chip Tiernan. We share polls weekly on the main page. So feel free to interact with us. We shared our Brian Johnson poll this week. It really infuriated some of you, and it really made you guys talk with each other and argue with each other. Stay civil. So keep that up. But if you have anything that you want us to talk about, we also have a mailbox. The DMs are open. Message us questions. We would love to hear from you guys. We will definitely discuss it on our podcasts. Uh, we record every Tuesday night during football season especially. So Please let us know what you have to think. Go to the WEG shop. You can get your uh, TBW merchandise. Get a hoodie. Get a T-shirt. Get a hat. Bridges really, out there. It supports us, and it supports you through this frigid weather, Chris. It really does. Yeah, the man, hoodie today, is only warm, but it is comfy. Today, I walked outside of my apartment, and for the first time, I felt the bite of the cold on my nose. Oh, yeah. It was cold. And I'm going to wear the hoodie underneath another jacket tomorrow hey, when I leave. Smart. Because it's supposed to be just as cold. That's true. So, yep. We've reached our destination. We'll see you at the next stop. Go, birds. Go, birds.